The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So, welcome everyone. I hope your sitting was to your pleasure and your ease and that you felt the unwinding. This was certainly my intention and my wish for you. But like everything else, I have no control over that. I'm reminded every day what I have no control over. And I was inspired today by mm, things I have no control over to talk about patience. Patience. A few weeks ago, somebody asked me, so what's the Buddhist principles around patience? You know, and I, I don't know exactly what he, he was looking for when he asked me that question. I, I couldn't point to, uh, well, the Buddha said about patience. So I'm sure I said something off the cuff, like, uh, you know, patience being related to the creating space for wisdom to arrive. But the curious thing is that uh, it started me thinking about what happens when I get impatient? And, and what is impatience anyway? And, and how do I feel it? And, and what's the absence of impatience? What's the presence of patience like? And, and does patience have attached to it aversion? You know, that you're tolerating something. When does patience become ease as opposed to toleration? Which somehow doesn't feel right. There's aversion written all over that. And so I started thinking about what I do that, you know, I, I, when I notice irritation and agitation, then I'll say to myself, well, you know, what is my intention and what's actually going on here? And are any triggers being pushed? And, and sometimes all I can do is say, just do nothing. Nothing is the only wise thing to do now is nothing <laughs> because nothing is the only way I don't create karma. (laughs) When it all seems past me or beyond me. But like all formulas for how we cope with things, it's only an approximation of wise action, wisdom. What we're we're really looking for is how does does patience manifest itself as, as wise action and wise way of being? Where does wisdom come into the picture? What can't it be something other than aversion to whatever is happening? So, so the other day I I said something that you know sometimes things come out of my mouth I don't plan to say, and I say, "Gee, that that sounded good. I wonder what I meant by that." So, so one of those things was the other day I said that the hindrances describe the mind state between what is and what we want to be. I thought, that's interesting. The hindrances as a mind state. And so you're going to hear a lot about mind states here for the next few minutes. So so in the mind state of doubt, there is uncertainty, self-criticism, fear of failure, fear of not being liked, all kinds of fears stuck in in the middle of doubt. You know, I'm not good enough is, is part of the, well, maybe, maybe I can't do this. The uncertainty, there's uncertainty in doubt. In the mind state of aversion, there's a lot of not wanting. I don't want this. I don't want this. 
I want it to be different. I want you to be different. There's a lot of not wanting. Ill will is is found in, in the hindrance of aversion. Frustration, irritation, fears of all sorts, resentment, all of those are found in the in the mind state of aversion. It's not like aversion is a thing. It's a mind state of not wanting. In desire, there's weariness, weariness, craving, clinging, fear of abandonment. There's loneliness. It's hiding out in that place of aversion. In desire, in sloth and torpor. In sloth and torpor, there's weariness also. You know, it's just, I'm tired. I'm just tired. I'm weary of whatever is happening. There's laziness. There's the absence of hope. I give up in sloth and torpor. This could also be part of doubt. I give up. There's no hope here. We all know those feelings, and they're they're kind of hidden in that mind state that we're calling a hindrance. In short, many emotions hang out in this mind state. And it may not be useful to try to pick out the emotion and say, okay, this is what's happening here. And because that gets us off into describing why we think it's that. And we're in the world of stories. But what we name them in terms of of the hindrance, I don't want it, I want it, I don't think it's possible, I'm really agitated. What we name it has something to do with whether we're leaning into it or pushing it away. My point here is that the hindrances actually are not so different from one another. They're all about the mind state between how things are and how I want them to be. What is true and what I wish was true? What is, what is true and what I really am working toward to be true? Either about the past, the present, or the future. Some dissatisfaction. And patience comes in because patience has to do with our willingness to let things be as they are. To see them as they are, accept them as they are. That patience has something to do with, okay, it's like this. It's like this. And we can say that to ourselves. We can say, oh, it's like this. But whatever is causing that lack of patience is still there. And there's, there, if we take something, um, if we take a, an energy level associated with restlessness, it's, it, you know, it's jagged, like it's moving quickly. And whether we call it restlessness or excitement has everything to do with the mind state of whether I want it to happen or not happen, whether I want to be distracted or don't want to be distracted, right? I mean, if I don't want to be distracted, it's restlessness. If I want to be excited, and distracted by it, it's wonderful and it's glorious. And there's there's this, this trade-off of what do we want and when do we want it to happen? 
So if I think of the hindrances as just a flag saying, pay attention here, your suffering is caused by you. Now, who wants to believe my suffering is caused by me? Of course it's not. But but in truth, it's because we want something to be different than it is. And what do we do without wanting? So patience describes the condition of peaceful waiting. That I'm waiting for impermanence to reveal whatever's going to happen next, and I am at peace with it. There's an aspect of patience that has to do with just allowing what is true to be true. The traffic has stopped. There is nothing I can do about it. I can chew the inside of my mouth and grip my steering wheel, but it's not going to have any effect on the outcome. So if I can see patience as the absence of extreme not wanting, not wanting whatever is happening, and just see it as acceptance of this is what's true now. This is what's true now. It doesn't mean we give up anything or any of our intentions, but rather that we really absorb the idea that this is what's happening. It's the suspension of the need to fix it or control it or change it. A suspension. It doesn't mean that we give up our efforts to improve something or finish a project. But the feeling that despite what is true, it shouldn't be, is a place that is a lack of patience. And and it's what I find lurking in my thoughts of irritation when I when I feel the absence of patience. What am I missing here? How often have you said that to yourself? What am I missing here? In frustration and irritation. Because there is this miasma of feeling in the place of unpatient, impatience, that surely I can do something about this. Surely this, surely I don't have to accept that this is the way it is. Surely. And somehow with patience, there's a a time factor, right? There is a sense that this should have happened already. I don't know where this sense of urgency comes from, but I've noticed it shows up when I'm feeling impatient. It's like something should have happened already. You should have learned your lesson. I should have learned my lesson. I should have found a job by now. I should be more calm in meditation. My practice should be showing these signs. All of it has to do with a comparison and a dissatisfaction. And somehow seeing impatience as not... Impatience has associated with it a sense of trying to establish blame. We blame ourselves or we blame others. And and the acceptance I'm talking about, the peaceful waiting part, is devoid of blame. I give up the need to blame myself or others or the conditions. 
And I simply say these conditions are here. This morning, I just totally lost my patience, just totally lost it. And in the in the few minutes before, I was thinking, I just can't stand this. I just can't stand this. The pressure is so great here. Just I could feel the. And I got up to leave the room because it did not seem like I could control the adrenaline running through my body. I could feel it. I could see it. I could say, my intention is to be kind. I was just sitting with it and just feeling the buildup. And it's really about saying, this is how it is, however you want it to be. It is this. The radical, fierce, it is like this part. It is like this. It's like this. And even the way your voice says, you you begin with us. It's like this. It's like this. It's like this. It's like this. And in in the final, it's like this, is the settling. What this is most like, what this reminds me about, is is the the factor the five faculties that the way that we develop patience is that we develop the five faculties that and they are faith or or confidence in what we're doing perseverance effort perseverance just sticking with it just sticking with it i'm losing and i'm losing it no i'm still here i'm still here i'm still here awareness, mindfulness that says, this is the person who's showing up here. This is this frustrated person showing up in this moment. And this is what it's like. This is what it's like to be frustrated in this moment. I get it. So that you see as clearly as possible. And we try to, we, we try to operate with a stable mind. When you feel all the chaos, what we want to Cultivate is a sense of, okay, I'm here. Whatever else is true, I am here. And you feel that settling in feeling, the stillness of concentration. Not the concentration that is one focused, one subject focused, but the settling of concentration, which is the the sinking into the moment. And we do this so that there is a pause an opportunity for wisdom to show up. If if I don't have to have such an urgent approach to what I'm calling patience, if I say, okay, I'm going to accept it like it is, but I need some space here. Not I need time for patience, but I need space to allow my better impulses, my skillful actions, my intentions to come to the fore. I need the space. If I think of it in terms of space instead of urgency, it helps me create a place where wisdom can emerge. We, we say the grieving process takes time. While this may be true, I would argue it takes space the space of patience that says, 
okay, I've been hit many times and I'm still here. The, the, the place to say, okay, at this point, I just have to know that things will change and I don't know how they're going to change. The embracing of uncertainty, that kind of wisdom. Okay, I'm uncertain, which means whatever my worries are, I have no way of thinking those are in fact going to happen. So I'm just going to give myself space to absorb the dashed hopes or the loss or the disappointments. Okay, I'm just going to see, yeah, I'm, I'm hurt. You know, sometimes we're rushing ahead in, with impatience because we're unwilling to just say, damn it, that hurt. And sometimes just seeing that hurt or that scared me is enough to allow us to settle. It's the cultivation of these faculties, not developing some magic formula to figure out how to be more patient. It's about being able to use all of these things that we have that are tools, not techniques. And so every time we develop our capacity for just being here, just being aware, or the capacity to just have faith in impermanence. Faith in impermanence. It isn't only about loss, it's about arising. Let's see what arises in this moment. And of course, we contemplate all of these difficulties in a state of awareness, of weariness. Usually it happens when we're just tired. We're tired of how things are. We're tired of the conversation. We're tired of things not happening on time. The package is five days late. I needed it yesterday. I thought I ordered it early. Who's to blame here? Well, it's like this. It has something to do with China. Who knows? There's things we have nothing to do, no, no control over, and somehow we're out here trying to fix it. Okay, it's not here. Patience is the place that we, in which we give ourselves space. It's the place of persistent effort. It's a place where we value seeing clearly over judgment and comparison. Just see. Just see. <clears throat> so I have a quick poem that appealed to me on this topic. It's another Jane Hirschfeld poem. It's called Evolution in Glass. <clears throat> For days, a fly traveled loudly from window to window, until at last it landed on one I could open. It left without thanks or glancing back, believing only, quite correctly, in its own persistence. 
This is what we, this is how we develop patience. We just keep trying and we keep bumping against that glass that won't open until somebody opens. Oh, look, I'm free. And we don't think at all about what next is. It's not as if it was caused by anything we did. Things happened together. And our task, our process, our practice is just persistence, perseverance, allowance. These are not hard words where you have to go charging into the next life. It's like this. And to feel the resistance against that and to say, sorry, it's like this. It's just like this. So those are my thoughts. I hope it was useful and I welcome any thoughts you have or comments or questions. Yeah, Ali. Hi, Maria. Nice, very nice to see you. Uh, thanks for that talk. I'm just uh, wondering, as you were uh, uh, talking about this uh, great topic, uh, I'm wondering how much it's embedded in the culture of the West, actually, just rushing because of the productivity that we all are supposed to have and be. And whereas, uh, I mean, that's kind of like uh, not trained in being patient and just sitting with things because you have to do you know, the efficiency is, and then part of the efficiency is hurrying and rushing. Uh, is so much rewarded in the culture. Whereas, in, you know, in some of the other cultures, uh, I know they sit for hours watching a train go by. Or, and, I mean, that kind of like develops uh, a whole lot of patience is embedded in the culture. So I'm just wondering if you can just comment on, that aspect of the uh, cultural aspect of the patients in the West? Well, you know, yes, we live in a world that values productivity. It's it's a cultural norm for us and uh, always improving and always striving and always being better. And, and, and what this does is tend to warp our sense of what is better. I see. Yeah. What is it that we want? What is it that brings peace and happiness and ease? And, you know, I've been retired for a long time. I'm in my early 70s. And and I feel like my schedule is just overwhelming. And I ask myself, what's this about? You know, this is caused only by me. There's nobody making this schedule for me. It's me doing this. And and to watch when I say, yeah, but, you know, I, I kind of think I ought to do this. And I hear the I ought to part. And so part for me of developing patience is saying, whose values am I trying to reach? Whose values am I adopting? What does it mean to just be? How, how can I just be and still be a productive, involved person in the world? But, but that doesn't have to be measured in terms of numbers of things, numbers of activities, numbers of hours, numbers of 
I don't know, dollars, whatever, you know, what, whatever the measure that we're using, perhaps it's the measure that needs to be abandoned. Mm-hmm. And the, the being examined in terms of what are my intentions? You know, I was talking to somebody the other day who said, well, I wanted such and such to be true. And so here's how you do it. And I said, well, yeah, but you're attached to here's how you do it. And it's really this that you want to do. So revisit this. (laughs) If you, if you believe, for example, that the way to relax is to uh, sit quietly on uh, a chase lounge in the sun on the beach and you can't get to the beach, does this mean you can't relax? Well, if you're really attached to the way that you get somewhere, yeah, it means you can't relax. But it turns out that relaxation has more to do with letting down your guard and giving up the need to fix. You know, every time I plan, okay, I'm just going to, I have this hour, I'm going to sit down and read, and I've got this great chair over here, and I've got i got my, uh, my, my uh, coaster and I can bring my, my soda over here and i got my music set up. By the time I get everything lined up, I have a half hour gone <laughs> when I could have just sat down. And, and, and that's the trap that we get in, the trap where we have to control all the conditions instead of saying, here's what I want, here are the conditions. What do I do with these conditions? Instead of trying to massage the world to make it into a form. Now I say that, but it's also true that I know if I don't leave myself quiet time, that this is a value that is really necessary for maintaining the mindfulness that I have elsewhere, that in order to sustain mindfulness in the rest of my life, I have to have a space where I'm not doing something and having to be somewhere. I I need just a space. And when I don't create that space for myself, I suffer. So seeing the wisdom of what feeds my intentions and what gets in the way of intentions requires noting, noticing, but not being too attached to whether I'm fighting that hindrance or the other hindrance, but rather what's showing up here and and what is the overall attitude of the mind state that I'm trying to use and work under. It's, it's really seeing what's true here so that I can say, oh, this is here. This is what's happening. Here's the person who's showing up now. And not, not creating blame to explain shortcomings. But here I am with all my shortcomings and my intentions. And I take the next step. Whoops, that step wasn't there. Who did that? <laughs> okay, it's like this. The step wasn't there. Yeah. And that the cultivation of patience is tied into the cultivation of 
faith, effort, mindfulness, stillness, steadiness of mind, and wisdom, the wisdom of, oh, that's what's happening. Mm. We cultivate those, and the patience comes. Thank you very much. And thanks for being here, Maria. So does anybody else have any comments they'd like to make? Complaints are welcome, too. I was reading something from Tejaniya today that, that, um, that if you find somebody is always being defensive around you, it's time to figure out what you're doing to trigger that defensiveness. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> what do I have to do with your defensiveness? Oh, <laughs> just, just watch, just watch and be at ease. Yeah, Peggy. Um, I was thinking while you're talking that I used to work with developmentally disabled people. And, you know, people say, "Oh, you must be so patient." And um, and really, what I miss about the job because now I do business, real estate stuff, which is like here now, do it now. But I miss that that settling because all you could do is be patient. You can't rush them. Or- it's going to go even more wrong and um it's kind of weird because i realized that that i missed that because i just say okay and it was almost an invitation to just be and um and see what beauty was there so in a way it was really nice and um that's the other thing i yeah and i got a hammock recently and, and it's it helps patients there's something about lying in that that just kind of a, a floaty it invites me to just be so it's nice. It invites you into the moment is what it does. Yes, this definitely. Moment, just this moment. It doesn't have to be anything. The moment doesn't have to be anything. So take advantage of the moment. And just let, even if it's just that long, settle. Now I'll go back to the chaos. The chaos in my mind, the chaos in my house, whatever it is, it's just okay. That the dealing with yet another loss, okay. Okay, I'm still here. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for your practice. Thank you for the ease of just saying hello. And know how grateful I am that you're willing to do that. And the world should be grateful. (laughs) Good night, everyone. Thank you, Maria. Good night. Good night. Thank Thank you, you, Maria. Thank you, everyone, for coming. Thank you. Nice to see you, Maria. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye, Bye, Peggy. Erica, are you still here?
No, I think sad. Okay, good night.